Welcome to the Real Film Nerds Podcast. Hello, listeners, and welcome to the world's best movie review bullshit nerdy talking podcast thingamabobber, the Real Film Nerds. With beer. And booze. And craft beer. Craft beer, mostly. My name is not mysterious, definitely not talented, definitely not good looking, Matt. But as you heard earlier, talking about his favorite hobby besides watching movies, beer is someone that is mysterious and is talented and attractive, mysterious Mike Talent. Well, Matt, I didn't know you found me attractive, so... Nice. So all those times I'm potting with no shirt on, should I put something on? Am I getting you a little too aroused over there? Uh, I'm a little feeling a little weird now. Please don't put anything on, Mike. You know I like it when you're nude. Well, as things get awkward. Uh, anyway, um, Matt, uh, we're going to talk about an interesting movie about news. Uh, I know that you... A large part of your life had to do with the news, so I'm sure you found this movie interesting. The majority of my career up to this point has been to do with the news. Now, there was a good eight or nine years there where I was in the news industry and the restaurant industry at the same time, and then before that I was in the restaurant industry solely, and then before that I was technically in the news industry. You remember those days, Mike? I do. I I, uh, I picked up your route sometimes uh, as a substitute when you went on vacation and things, and uh, you know made a little extra money. Vacation. What's that word again? I don't know that word. Well, I know it's been like twenty five years, but I'll just go ahead and remind you what they are. So that's when you take a few days off and you go do something that you like to do. So I know that hasn't happened in about 25 years for you. Oh, at uh, least. Maybe more. Let's see. I'm getting ready to turn 40 this year. So I'm 39. I started working at the age of 12. So, yeah, it's been a while. But, you know, I, I digress, Mike. For Real Film Nerds episode number 209, we're talking about Tom Hanks' First Western ever news of the world. Mike, go ahead. Give us the news of the breakdown. Ooh, nice one, Matt. Very nice. All right. Like you said, uh, news of the world. Um, this was directed by Paul Greengrass. It was written by Paul Greengrass, Luke Davies, and uh, it's based upon a novel by Paulette and Giles. Uh, this movie is starring Tom Hanks, Helena Ziegel, and Tom Esther. And it's about a Civil War veteran agrees to deliver a girl taken by the Kiowa people years ago to her aunt and uncle against her will. They must travel hundreds of miles and face grave dangers as they search for a place that either of them can call home. There was a couple other commas and periods in there. Mike just ignored them. Yeah, man. I just went, went for it. <laughs> yep. Just like in life. You just... Hopped right on in. Sure. As Mike like tries to suck down his beer. So I need to try and time 
like when you drink so people don't hear you slurping or you don't like come back and it's like what did mike's gonna reply no no he's drinking hold on give it a minute (laughs) yeah man you got you you gotta watch the camera a little bit yes sir right away sir i apologize sir please don't hit me again can you take off your shirt now please uh maybe later matt maybe later so uh matt what, what did you think about this movie I liked it, man. It, I don't know if I would call it a Western. It's more of a travel journey, uh, beginning, finding an end kind of movie with Western elements. You know, like it uh, does have a gunfight. It does take place in the 1800s. But it's not what you would traditionally think of as a Western. I don't know, man. It, it kind of was a Western-y to me. Uh, it, it reminded me of some other awesome Western movies and, you know, uh, unforgiven a little bit in some of the ways, the, the style, and I don't know. There's certain elements in it. I, 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 I think it's a western. I would say it's a western. I'm not saying it's not a western. I'm just not saying it's your typical western that you think of when you hear the words "the good, bad, and the ugly," or Tombstone, or films of that nature. You know, John Wayne and things. It's not. Uh, action it's not you know start to finish there's really only like kind of one area where there's actually action it's more about the connection between these two people that have a difficult time communicating with each other and then they find out that you know they uh have a lot more in common than meets the eye i guess is a good way to put it to quote the transformers yes yes uh they do have a lot in common and uh i guess it's on this road trip kind of journey that they discover more about themselves so it's good well all right mike so um where should we go because it's should we uh just talk spoilers right now and just be like everybody needs to go see this it's gonna win the academy award i don't know if it'll win academy award but i mean i'm not sure what's up for the academy awards um have they released anything, Matt? No, I don't think I've no, seen anything yet. Um, this movie has been uh, nominated and won a bunch of other awards at the smaller stuff. And this is definitely an award season film. It is Tom Hanks. But I don't think Tom Hanks is going to get shit for it. Uh, the cinematography was good, but it wasn't anything super spectacular. I've seen better. What I think deserves, or who I think deserves... An Academy Award is the young lady that plays, um, uh, what's her name? Johanna. Johanna. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and that's uh, Helena Zingle. I think she did an absolutely incredible job, not just because of her age, but in general. She just, the ways she moved her face, the way she expressed herself be- when she was frustrated and couldn't speak and Imagine trying to do that at 12 years old. You know, she just knocked it out of the park, man. It was great. Yeah, it was great. It was a lot of acting without acting, and that's really, really talented. Um, I did like some of the cinematography in this, Matt, some of the open shots and stuff, which I guess is kind of western-y, but I I liked the way that they were done. Um, But, uh, yeah, as far as awards, I don't think Tom Hanks would, I mean, he was great. He was Tom Hanks, yeah. but he was I don't par, think, par for the Tom Hanks course. Yeah, but I don't think uh, it, it'll get him any kind of awards or anything. Um, so 
Uh, but I like this movie a lot, Matt. And I guess to get on to spoilers, I think I'm going to ask you, what are you drinking today, Matt? <sighs> well, Mike, thanks for asking. And I am drinking a very predictable beer for me, a very delightful beer. It's in a can, though, not a bottle. I'm drinking a little uh, Four Peaks uh, Kilt Lifter because I need my spirits lifted. Oh, nice, nice. You mean talking about the news doesn't lift your spirits? Mike, we're not going to go down that road. We're going to try not to talk about COVID or any of the other chaos that's going on right now. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Forgot. We're trying, people. We're trying. Okay, Mike. So uh, what flavor of IPA today? All right. So I am drinking, I mean, shocker. It's it's an IPA. This is from Goose Island, and it's called Dank Detector. Oh, I thought it was the shocker. Like, you know, two in the pink, one in the stink? <sighs> no, no. It's not that. Not that kind of shocker. Okay, good. Got it. No, no. There's no shocker in it. Dank Detector. Okay. All right. Well, you said shocker. So, you know. No, no, no shocker. Oh. oh all right. All right. Fine. The shocker <laughs> comes after you drink a few of the dank IPAs. <laughs> perhaps i don't know you don't know <laughs> depends what kind of mood you're in right mike yes okay mike so um i guess that brings us to my question which i answered for you but i'll still let you answer it because uh it's your job mike how does 2020's news of the world relate to the marvel cinematic universe Well, thanks for asking, Matt. And uh, yes, uh, Matt did find this one for me. I was I was a slacker and uh, was running a little bit behind in my uh, job, so uh, I, I'm not too talented this episode. It's mostly just mysterious. Anyway, um, the MCU tie-in is Brendan Widner. He was a production assistant on the Avengers. And he was an actor in this movie as a young progressive speaker. Well, all right, Mike. Good job. Good job. Excellent job. Yes. Thank you, Matt, for doing my job. You're so good at your one job. You had one job, Mike. One job. That's true. I had one job. Couldn't do it. See, and you you literally like broke off the microphone for like two seconds and took like a drink. I was like, I, I, I don't know what to do. Is that is that a bottomless beer? I'm just it's a sipper, man. It's a sipper. So, did you spend a lot of time like on bottles growing up as a child? Then, or you know, you just sipped? Uh, I don't know. I can't remember, man. I was too young. You nurse a lot of them uh, drinks, there, Mike. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know, I might as well just put a nipple on it. Oh, Michael. Oh, Michael. Okay, so uh, without the nipples being exposed, uh, let's go ahead and move along to our spoiler section of our News of the World podcast review. Mike, um, I don't know. I always throw to you first because I'm the one talking, so go ahead. All right, Matt. I really liked this movie. I enjoyed the way that 
Tom Hanks character went around reading the news to people who were too busy to know about it. I think we could learn from this. I think we should all have Tom Hanks come around and read us the news because maybe it would be a little nicer because he picks out all the good stories and like the entertaining stories of the that fit the time or, or the town that he's visiting and stuff. I really liked it. I thought it was a cool novel idea. I think we could use a little bit more of that. That'd be fun, right? Like, Matt, I think you should quit your job and just become a newsreader. Um, and you can go around to different places and just read the news to people. Well, the problem is, Mike, is um, one of the reasons why he went around reading the news to people is because a lot of people didn't know how to read back then. So most people today, even in third world countries, know how to read. So I don't know how far I'm going to get with reading to other people. I can work on it, though. Uh, hey, this is like reading to other people. It's a podcast, and anyone can download it. And so that brings us to our discussion about make sure and tell your friends to listen to our podcast so that we can get some more listeners so then we you know, can retire uh, uh, rich and happy fat cats off of a movie review podcast like the millions and millions of others that are already out there. Uh, I I don't know. Are there are there lots of uh, m- uh, podcast movie review millionaires? Not millionaires, but there's millions of uh, podcasts about movies. Yes. Ah, yes. I uh, well, I mean, we chose a very popular area. I mean, we could have gotten something a little bit more niche, or what, as the ki- cool kids say, niche. Um, but you know, I don't know. I mean, Matt, we we could talk about Star Wars. We'd probably have like 60 people tomorrow. Yeah, and there's not 5 million podcasts or YouTube channels about the wars. Not at all. Yeah, like how many do you have, are you subscribed to? Me? Not that many because I I try to listen to stuff that's more informative on the podcast. My question is, Mike, how many podcasts do you listen to? Because I don't think you even listen to our own podcast. And I know that for a fact. I listened to a couple here and there. I used to listen to a lot of uh, Tech News Today, or Twitch, or no, not Twitch. Uh, what do they call it? Yeah, Tech, tech News Today Network Twit. stuff. Yeah, yeah, but, um, oh yeah, This World and This Week this in way. Tech. Yeah, This Week in te- Tech, but I, I haven't had a chance. I've actually just been too busy doing, doing things. Uh, I haven't listened to a lot of podcasts lately, Matt. I'm, I'm sorry. I listen to ours. Sometimes. Well, the more you listen to, the better you become at said job of being a podcaster. That's true, but, you know, I just like to blaze my own way, Matt. You know, go... Was that a weed da- joke? Blazing your own <laughs> way, and then you're like, you know, man. All right, fine. We all know the truth now. Mike is a pothead. Well, it isn't isn't uh, marijuana legal now in Arizona? So, you know. Yes, and uh, you're missing out. You're missing out, buddy. The lines wrap around the buildings, literally. Uh, how many uh, dispensaries are in your neck of the woods? Well, it is based on the population and different things, but there is one for each town. So there's one in Chino, one in Prescott, one in Prescott Valley. So is it a lot like um, liquor licenses in that way? Like it's based on population? Yes uh, and no. It's a lot more restrictive. Oh, okay. All right. Why don't you come here and find out? 
Yeah, Matt, when you went to apply for your uh, license to uh, start selling to everyone, like what were the fees like? Well, you know me, Mike. I like to keep on the back burner. I, I, I don't do it legally. I'm a underground pot dealer. Ah, okay. Gotcha. <laughs> gotcha. All right. All right. Well, anyway, I guess I've sidetracked it too much. Um, so, Matt, you don't think this is going to win any awards. Uh, you, you like the movie? Yes, of course. I thought it was a very good movie. But no, like you were saying, you thought the cinematography was great. It's not bad. I'm not saying it's bad. It it was good cinematography, but it's nothing special. It's nothing different. It's uh you know, it's not like the new Blade Runner or um Oh oh yeah. No, that was beautiful. You know, stuff like that. It's not horrible, but it's just standard I don't want to say standard because I mean it's not standard, but it's kind of standard affair for a Western, like big open landscapey shots. Um Beautiful landscapes that don't look anything like Texas, especially Houston or Austin or Dallas. It looks like here and it looks like New Mexico because they filmed it in northern New Mexico, mostly in and around Santa Fe. I wondered where they filmed it. Um, I didn't get a chance to look or wait for the credits, but I was wondering where they filmed it. Um, Matt, you know, with this movie being released, uh, it's in theaters in the States right now, but, uh, I think on Netflix internationally, I think it got released. How do you, uh, see this? And this movie was produced by Netflix, correct? Right. I I think I saw Netflix presents or something. Well, I know they bought the rights to distribute it internationally. I don't know if they produced it or what. I'm not sure. Uh, Mike, you're the one that has the IMDBs. Oh, that's true. That's true. I am an IMDb aficionado. I do know that um, it hasn't been doing great in the box office, but you can't really say that about any movies right now because no movies are really doing great. So I know it's getting a lot of traction on the international market, but a lot of that is just flat out it being a Western, which a lot of foreign countries really love Westerns. Mike, you know that growing up with me near Tombstone just about every other person when we would go to tombstone is uh from another country all over the world they just love the idea of westerns and cowboys and indians and shootouts and all the fun stuff and so i think that uh is really helping fuel the international market for news of the world yeah yeah it's just interesting how quickly it went to uh the international markets uh on streaming so i i wondered if it if that's because it wasn't performing as well as they wanted it to and they just went ahead and you know sold the rights or or what i'm not i'm not sure how some of those deals come about right now as it sits it's only made 11.7 million yeah i'm pretty sure that's all gone to tom hanks so yeah i mean i don't know when they'll actually get to the budget of the movie that's a good question. I don't know if they've uh, released how much it was to make this movie. I don't see it on the IMDAs, but you're the IMDb specialist, Michael. Uh, yeah, no, I didn't see anything on there. I, I don't know if they're going to release stuff. Like I feel like they're keeping things away from us these days. Well, yeah, especially right now with no one going to the theaters and they're just losing money hand over fist. You don't want to get rid of an industry. 
no, no, you don't. You definitely don't want to get rid of an industry. And um, yeah, uh, I w- I would have liked to see this in the theater. I think it would have been neat to see uh, kind of a western in the theater, but uh, just couldn't make it to the theater this time, and uh, you know, just had to rent it. Well, at least we can still have the access to things like that that they're willing to do that. I mean, I don't know. I still feel. I have a love-hate relationship, not to talk about topics that we've talked about many, many times, but I have a love-hate relationship on the HBO Max front. You know, I kind of wanted to see Wonder Woman in the theater, and then I watched it, and I was glad I didn't. Yeah, I actually saw it in the theater, and I was sad that I did. It was not really what I was expecting. I was hoping it to be like the movie that brought people back to the theater. And uh, we still haven't found that movie. If Marvel would just release Black Widow, we could get everyone back to the theater. They'll all go. Everybody will get COVID and herd immunity. Boom. Just like that. Yeah. Give us Black Widow. Bring it back. Or bring it out. It was supposed to be out, God, what, May? Was it April or was it May of last year? And now we're knocking on the door of April and May this year. I think it was May last year yeah it was either april or may i don't remember it's probably been done for a year and a half or more depending on how long post-production was i don't know what special effects were like probably a lot but still i'm wondering if scarjo even remembers filming it at this point yeah she she might not I'm excited for that one. I, I like Black Widow. She's a very cool character, though. And, you know, I mean, my future ex-wife, ScarJo, you know. Yeah. So I think if if we could get Marvel to release one of those movies, or, or Disney, I guess, if we could get them to release one of those big-time movies, the people would come out. I mean, it might not be $100 million, but it'd be like 50 Yeah. Oh, yeah. You'll get people in the theaters. I, I'd go see it in the theater for sure. Uh, I, might I think get it would vid, have legs. But I'll go see it. Um, I think it would have legs. No pun intended. Uh, sure. Like with um, the widow. <laughs> yeah. <all right. laughs> yeah. Uh, I think. I think it would. Um, uh, I think it would just keep making money for a long time because, like, it might not get the huge crowds at the beginning, but if they just left it in the theater, I mean, there's. Like News of the World uh, is an example. Uh, it's almost been in theater for two months. You know, pre-COVID, it, it probably only would have been in the theater for like a month, maybe a month and a half. I don't know. But there's just not a lot of new content. So there's nothing pushing anything out. Like before, I felt like there was always so much stuff that was kind of like forcing the cycle, like forcing movies out of the theater. But now... I mean, you can rent your own theater for, you know, a hundred bucks in my area. Well, I don't know. Speaking of Marvel, Mike, have you caught up on WandaVision yet? No, Matt. You no, son I of have a not. bitch. It's so Dude, good. Did you, did you like the latest episode yeah, that so came good. out? Next thing you're going to tell me is I got to watch Mandalorian. What? I haven't seen it yet. Wow, I didn't mean to max everybody speak. Really? No, man. You haven't watched one episode of The Mandalorian. Not the second season. Oh, okay. You watched the first season, though, right? So you know who Grogu is. Yeah. Okay. Second season is good. Uh, dude, Boba Fett. 
I mean, effing Boba Fett. I, okay. I haven't seen it, man. What do you do with your life? Uh, I work, take care of baby, sleep, do it again. Okay. I work and I watch movies and I work and then I work and then I work some more and then I eat and then I sleep. All right. Well, I guess I'm just not working hard enough. No, you're not. How dare you? What it is, you you, you got to have you you with your three screens. They're not gonna if you put like here. Let me. Uh, you know our our viewers won't see this, and you might not see it either. But say you get your monitor right, and you put like right here, like your iPad while you're in like a Zoom meeting, and you have like you know you got the you got the weird like i iPod like weird wireless earphone things right yeah i got the air uh, uh airpods yeah those things are gross but anyways so put one of those in hooked up to the movie have the other one hooked up to the zoom call eh? uh i mean sure sure you know it's a good idea dude but when i'm working i can't watch the actual video so it's not yay that's why i'm saying the ipad you have separate screens. I, I, I got you. I got you. I, I don't know. I'll, I'll see if it works, Matt, but I, I don't, I'm no promises. Mike, I am a problem solver. I am trying to solve your problems. That's all it is. I like to think outside the box. I'm creative. Oh, I thought you were a people person. You take Whatever. You take the requirements from the downstairs to the upstairs, and you give them to the, the, the engineers. Wow. Do wow, you, that's a you know that's, that's a from? hardcore c- cut there, buddy. That's an office space right there. <laughs> it, it is, and they're like, "Well, you know, do you actually take?" No, no, my assistant does, but I tell her to. <laughs> oh, oh, the bobs! Oh, I love the bobs. Yeah, I have a meeting with the bobs. Okay, Mike. So back to news of the world. Anything else you want to discuss about this movie? I enjoyed the way that the the pacing of this movie was and the progression. At, at first, I thought it might be a little bit slow, but I actually kind of liked the way that it went. Uh, I really liked the development of uh, Tom Hanks, um, Captain, and uh, uh, Johanna as a character. Went. I liked some of the little things that they did. Some of the little story things, little things where uh, I like when like Johanna would go off like singing, um, just things, and uh, in uh, her, I well, I was gonna say native tongue. I don't know what her native tongue was in the Indian Kiowa. Kiowa. I I think they were trying to say that she was spoke German. Because uh, her family was German. So I think that was her native language was German. That's why Tom Hanks' Hanks's character, Captain Kidd, kept trying to talk to her in German at the start of their journey. Yeah, so I think she kind of knew some German or, or remembered a little bit. Knew Kaiwa. Or how, I don't know. what how, I don't know. Uh, yeah, it's just the I Kiowa guess. language. Yeah. Yeah, Kiowa language, and then um, didn't really know English, and so 
it was interesting to see in this movie that everybody was growing around is is was there, there was a bunch of germans um i guess in texas at that time i i don't think i realized that um i guess that makes sense why shiner bach is so big over there it's good but, beer it's good beer yeah no it is good but um that was interesting, Matt. Did you catch that with like a lot of like when they were in different areas, there was a lot of like German in the background? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. I guess maybe during that time, uh, a lot of uh, German migrants were coming to work in the oil fields and stuff. I'm I'm not sure 100% of some of that Texas history. So I would actually have to look after right after the Civil War. How I think the movie progressed to go back on that because I didn't interrupt you was um, peaks and valleys. You know that I think that's why this movie is successful. So there's there's parts that you know it ramps up really hard and then it goes back down, and then it ramps up again really hard and then it goes back down. I think that's why it was really successful as far as the flow of the film. You know, like there's the shootout and then it's like you know the journey and then it's oh the dust storm and then it's like the stagecoach crash, you know, it's just constantly like going up and then bringing, bringing us back down and going up and bringing us back down, you know? Yeah. I like that. I I think I I like that. Yeah. Yeah, I, I thought it felt like it was just organic. I thought it went well, like with the movie, uh, the, the fight, I like the fight, uh, the gunfight partly because nobody could hit anything. I thought that was much more realistic. Um, oh yeah, like lots of lots of bullets and not much hitting, like that. And then how they actually <laughs> used the dimes that they made to fill the shotgun because all he had was birdshot. That was pretty cool. That was pretty cool. And they did really that do that. Con- <laughs> oh, what do you mean they really did that? Like as a way to make weapons or yeah, what, to what put do you people mean? down? They would put dimes in shotguns. Oh, interesting. Yep. I didn't. I didn't know that. So, so that that wasn't just something that they came up with real quick. It was like a kind of a known thing that peop, some people. Did. I don't know how known it would have been in the eighteen hundreds. I mean, they didn't have the you know internet. They had newspapers and stuff. But that it is known that a lot of people would do that, especially in bars and saloons and uh, businesses as uh, protection measures. They would put dimes in their shotguns. Oh, it was deadlier. Okay. Well, yeah, for sure, man. That shrapnel coming out. I mean, I, I'd be a little worried about um, the barrel uh, like exploding, but it, uh, I don't know. Maybe it was fine. I think it depends what was pushing the dimes out and how well they got it sent up in the shell. But anyways, uh, we'll have a gun expert on for the next episode that can explain it all to us, right, Mike? Uh, yeah, as soon as you tell me who it is. I don't know. You let me know. I thought I thought you're the one that's bringing on the guest stars. Oh, well, no, no. <laughs> I am the talent. I don't recruit talent. Come on. You are the talent. Okay, I got it. Got it, Mike. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Don't leave this show. <laughs> Mike, no. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, I, I, I think that was the last thing I wanted to talk about, Matt. I just I enjoyed the pacing of this movie. I thought it was very, I guess, um, even, and I, I like the flow of it. All right. Five out of five. Got it. Done. The uh, the uh, Write it down. Yeah, all right. The ending uh, of this movie, at first I thought it was uh, going to be one way. It did a little bit of a trickaroo, kind of. I guess I should have known. And then it became more of a Hollywood ending. I actually thought it was going to end the way that it ended, but it like it kind of had two endings in my mind. But 
Um, I don't know. What did you think about the ending, man? It was predictable. I didn't think there was any way he was going to leave her alone. I knew he was going to go back. I figured his wife had died, though, and that's why he was avoiding going home. So I figured that one out as well. I wasn't sure what that was about because the only time he mentions, I mean, he mentions her a little bit to uh, Johanna, and then he also there's uh, when he spends the night with the uh, I madam. I don't know what, it, what what was her role. I don't know. She maybe just a bar owner. I don't know. They clearly knew each other intimately though, and she knew about his wife. And clearly she didn't have an issue with it being infidelity. So that's when they were talking about it, I was thinking, you know, divorce maybe. And then I was like, no, it's probably death being in the 1800s. And then later on it explains that, yeah, she died, God, a long time ago. Like she died a long time ago compared to when he finally went back home. But it took him that long to deal with her death because she died while he was gone on at war. And he literally just never came back. Yeah, I, I think the shock of that and then also having to deal with everything he had to deal with in the war was just too much. So he decided there was nothing for him and just living on the road was easier and town to town, kind of a nomadic lifestyle. To uh, quote uh, one of our favorite, favorite Australians, uh, he went uh, walkabout, according to uh, Crocodile Dundee. Yes. <laughs> yes, our favorite Australians, of course. <laughs> Come on, because we Crocodile Dundee is awesome. You know you love those movies, Mike. You know it. I did. I did. But uh, our favorite Australian. Got it. <laughs> yep. Crocodile Dundee. Paul Hogan. See, look, at I didn't even look that shit up. That's right there on the top of my head. That's how much he's our favorite Australian, Mike. All right. Yes, I see. You didn't look up anything. I didn't hear any clickety clacks of the keyboard. So, nope, that was straight off his brain, nope. people. Yep. I know that there's a little bit left. Uh, it was the soft spot. That's where it says Paul Hogan. And of course, above that is uh, Foster's. You know, it goes Foster's and then Paul Hogan. Yes, Foster's. Australian for beer. All right, Mike. How many reels? Let's go. How many reels? Come on. Five? Four and a half? All right, Matt. I'm going to give this one four out of five reels. Damn it, Mike. I thought we were finally finally starting to disagree. And no, no, you give it the same rating as me. Four out of five reels. Damn it, Mike. It is a good movie, though. I enjoyed it. It was a good movie, man. I did enjoy it. I, I liked the, the flow of it. I It was good. It was a good story. It was good. Um, Matt, do you want to talk about the movie that we're going to review next week? Or I guess I should. It's huh? your movie. It's my movie. You better talk about it, damn yeah. it. All right. So, uh... I was trying to lead into it a little bit just a second ago. It, it, it has to do with walkabout. It does, yeah. And it's. Uh, I was talking about the nomadic lifestyle. So, does, does Paul Hogan make an appearance? I don't know. You'll have to watch it to find Damn out. Damn it, Mike! I hope so. That'd be awesome. Crocodile John D just comes out of nowhere and kills a crocodile in front of everyone. Be great. Okay, sorry. Go ahead. Keep talking. <laughs> All right. So we're gonna watch a movie called. No man, Nomad Land, and uh, it is on streaming on Hulu. I believe it's also in the movie theaters too. Oh, yeah, is it? I think okay. it literally just came out. Oh, okay. Um, and so it's after losing everything in the Great Recession, a woman embarks on a journey through an American West, living a van dwelling modern day nomad. That's the description. 
Yeah, I think it's in the theaters. Yeah. Uh, oh, filming locations okay. listed number one. This is exciting, Mike. It says Arizona. So they're actually filming a movie in Arizona. Oh, they really filmed it in Arizona? That's what it says no on way. the IMDb's. And look, I, no I called it. Way. It came out in the theaters February 19th. So right. last weekend. Nice. Well, yeah. So it's in the theaters as well. Or you can watch it on uh, Hulu. Looking forward to that one. Another um, possible award winner, right? It is award season, so we do need to watch some of these. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm excited to review that one next week, Matt. And uh, I guess with that, I'll wrap it up. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Make sure to follow us on the socials, Twitter, Facebook, uh, Instagrams. Uh, what, uh, what, what, what's, what's the other one? Twitch. Nomad. Do you even talk, oh, wait, bro? Wait. I don't. I don't even know. I don't even know. <laughs> no, I, you know, uh, people always are sending me like those TikTok videos. Specifically, one of our listeners, uh, Mister Stephen Stockmar, down in the Phoenix area, he likes to send me the talk videos, the TikToks, you know. And I'm like, you know what? The Chinese already know way too much about me. I need. I don't need to give them more. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, I don't think we TikTok. I don't know. Isn't that for you can start making it. fun of like... Are you volunteering, Mike? Are you going to do the talk for us? No, no, I'm not going to do the talk. No, no, no ticky talkies. Come on, bro. No, no, no. I'm, I'm good. Um, anyway, uh, you know, with that also, you know, go out there or stay at home and stream as many movies as you can. And uh, we'll catch you on the next pod. Nomadland. Thank you for listening to The Real Film Nerds. Now don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Real Film Nerds. Now go out and catch a movie. My caller ID says it's Matt Hinshaw from The Real Film Nerds podcast on Magic 99.1. Good morning, Maddie. Yes, it is the one, the only, the amazing Matt Hinshaw, Real Film Nerds. <laughs> Darn it, you did a much better job introducing yourself than I did. <laughs> no, you always introduce me really well, Lisa. But that's only if you don't get another day off. I mean, what's what's this jazz? Days off? I don't even know what that is. Well, it's what salaried people get, Matt. You get paid days uh, off. Yeah. Is that is that a kind of veg- vegetable, like salad? <laughs> yeah. You know what? I'll tell you all about it off the air. You're here to talk about the off movies. The air. Okay. And I'm sure that you've seen quite a few. Quite a few since I talked to you last. I haven't gotten to see as many as you would think because I'm very busy, but I did get to see a new one. Well, a semi-new one. You know, we got award season right around the corner, so all these award movies are rolling out and hitting the theaters and hitting the streaming services. This one came out in December on Christmas Day. Didn't get around to it. Finally, you know, sucked it up, paid the extra expense, and it is Tom Hanks' first and only Western news of the world. And what'd you think? I really enjoyed it. It it is not your typical Western. It is more of a travel-slash-journey movie between a Civil War veteran and a young girl that was taken by the Kiowa people. And she is completely, I don't want to say feral, but she is not your typical, uh, you know, eight or nine-year-old child. She only speaks Kiowa. She does eats with her hands. 
she does all these things, and Tom Hanks's character can't even talk with her because she doesn't speak English anymore. Okay, and what's he trying to do with her? He is trying to take her from, he comes across her stranded while he's out on the trail, and he is trying to return her to her family because she had lost her original family by the Kiowas that, you know, killed her family Mm -hmm. and took her and raised her. And now her Kiowa family was murdered by soldiers, and he found her wandering. So what he did is he is uh, the title of the film, News of the World. He's a former newspaper man that goes across the country reading newspapers to people because people don't know how to read. Oh, interesting. Okay, very good. Mm-hmm. And you enjoyed it, huh? I, I really enjoyed it. Tom Hanks does a fantastic job, as always. But the the one that really just inspired me, and I think she is probably going to be nominated for awards, was his co-star, the little girl played by uh, Helena Zingle. Wow, and how old is she? I, I, I don't know off the top of my head. Let me see if I can find it on the Internet real quick. Uh, she was born in 2008. Okay. So that makes her 12? Okay, 12 years old. Very cool. So she's an up-and-coming superstar, you're thinking. Oh, she she did wonderful. I mean, to go an entire movie without speaking any English and only being able to use her mannerisms to convey how she's feeling and what she's doing and her frustrations with Tom Hanks and her trying to get away from him and him, you know, tracking her down. It's a it's a really it's a really unique, fun, interesting take on a western. I okay. mean, because it is a western, right? And how so. was Tom Hanks as a cowboy? Uh, I don't know if I'll call him a cowboy because he really doesn't have guns. There's only one shootout scene in there, and mm-hmm. he does protect her. But uh, he's more of a grizzled, you know, former Civil War captain just trying to keep his head down and make a living. And he's running away from going back home okay. after the Civil War, basically. All right. Very so, good. Well, how many reels are you going to give it? Like I said, I, I really enjoyed it. I give it four out of five. Four out of five. That is awesome. It got 88% yeah. on Rotten Tomatoes. So you're right there with them as far as your review. Yeah, I'm pretty in line. Okay. Yeah. And you watched it online, but you can also see it in the theater. And uh, it's showing at the picture yeah. show and it Harkins in Prescott Valley. Yep, yep. It is still in the theaters. Uh, but if you do not want to go to the theaters, you can rent it online at one of the many video on-demand services like Amazon or Google or YouTube or... Apple TV or any of those. It's a little steep. I think it's like 15, 20 bucks to rent it. But yeah. that's if you don't want to go to the theater. Okay, that is fair enough. You know, with Tom Hanks in it, you knew it was going to be good, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Tom yeah. Hanks, I, I don't think that I have ever watched a movie that it, Tom Hanks was in that I didn't like. Me too. Matt Hinshaw, you guys check out his podcast. It's called The Real Film Nerds. We'll check in with you again next Monday. Sounds like a plan, Lisa. <laughs> Thanks, Maddie.